Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We are so glad you're here. Welcome back to the show, my friends. How you doing? I hope you're having a great summer. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast. Uh, today we are going to read the readings for August 4th, 2019. It is the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year C of the Roman Catholic Church. Our first reading is from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 2. And then chapter 2, verses 21 to 23. So again, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2, and then skip to chapter 2, verses 21 through 23. Vanity of vanities, says Quoheleth. Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. Here is one who has labored with wisdom and knowledge and skill, and yet to another who has not labored over it, he must leave property. This also is vanity and a great misfortune. For what profit comes to man from all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the sun? All his days sorrow and grief are his occupation. Even at night his mind is not at rest. This also is vanity. Alright, so if you've never read the book of Ecclesiastes before, it's a beautiful book beautiful language, but also there's this overriding sense of sorrow and desolation, which you kind of hear in this passage. So the phrase vanity of vanities does not mean vanity like like I'm concerned with my physical appearance. It means to do something in vain, that type of vanity. So vanity means... Um, pointlessness, really. There's no point in this. It's totally futile. And that phrase, vanity of vanities, was a Hebrew phrase that meant just like completely futile and pointless. So this reading is really expressing, this author is going through something very troubling in his heart. Um, and he's basically saying this, the second part of it, what's the point of anything? What's the point of laboring? What's the point of working? Um, because even someone that works really hard, all he thinks about is his hard work. It says, for what profit comes to man from all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the psalm? All his days sorrow and grief are his occupation. Even at night his mind is not at rest. This also is vanity. So even if you work really hard, you're so preoccupied with your work that that's also going to end in fruitlessness. Not a super uplifting reading here, uh, but I love that it's in the Catholic Bible because the Bible's not all rainbow and butterflies. It's, it's reality and the wrestling of the human heart and, yeah, the human, the human experience that even though we know God is real, we have these times of, of desolation and sorrow in our lives.
The second reading this week is from the letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, and verses 9 to 11. Brothers and sisters, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, your life, appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. Put to death, then, the parts of you that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. Stop lying to one another, since you have taken off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed for knowledge, in the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. So a really strong connection here to the first reading. The author of the first reading says there's no point to work, everything is stupid and futile. Paul's saying, yeah, kind of, everything on this earth is kind of futile because this earth is temporary. We're not going to be here forever. And so he says, think of what is above, not of what is on earth. It doesn't mean just you know, be reckless with your life and don't do anything of importance, but the end goal is not just the earth. It's not just the work that you do here. The end goal is heaven. And so when you die, it says when Christ, your life appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. When you die, that's just the beginning of, of eternity. So don't be so obsessed and concerned with the things of this earth because, yeah, they are going to end eventually. And so going on top of that, Paul's saying your behavior on this earth, even though your life on earth is going to end eventually, your behavior matters. So put to death then the parts of you that are earthly. Again, that connection to the first reading. So put away these vices, stop lying, and remember that through your baptism, like we read last week, through your baptism, you are a new creation. You have put on a new self. You've essentially been reborn and renewed. And so now you are a daughter or son of Christ, of God the Father, and you need to behave in such a way. You are made in the image and likeness of God. You are a reflection of his love. And so someone that's made in the image and likeness of God needs to be living out that identity and not behaving in any other type of way. And then his final kind of stanza here, um, furthering his belief that all are welcome to salvation through Christ, not just Jews, but Gentiles as well. It doesn't matter whether you're circumcised or uncircumcised. That's his big thing, that all are welcome to salvation through Christ. Now we're going to read the gospel for this week, which is Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. 
There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods, and I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. So such a nice connection here to the first and second reading. First reading, nothing on this earth matters, everything is pointless. Second reading, kind of, yes, because uh, this life is temporary, heaven is forever. And then Jesus adding on that final piece. So because of those two things, um, there's no point in storing up your treasure on earth, but prepare to have your treasure, uh, your full treasure in heaven. So kind of two pieces here. The first piece um, teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. Jesus literally <laughs> is basically saying, um, how is this my problem? Who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? He's like, I'm the Messiah. I'm God. I'm not your, uh, your accountant or your family lawyer. Um, but then he makes a lesson out of this, saying, clearly this, this guy is uh, greedy, and your life does not consist of possessions. And then he builds a parable off of that. This guy, uh, this rich man, has more food, clearly. More food and more um, grain than he could ever possibly eat. Uh, and so he's going to tear down his old barns and build larger ones. The thing with the harvest, you know, grain lasts for a while. But if, if he's harvesting fruits and vegetables, that's gonna that goes bad anyway. So he's really just being greedy because if he has so much fruit and vegetables that he needs to tear down his old barn and build a new one, there's no way he's going to be able to eat that. Even if you have a family of 12, think of how big a barn is. There's no way they could eat all of that before it all goes bad. So it's such such greed here. Um, and then God drops that final lesson. What's the point of storing up stuff? When at any moment he could come and your life could be demanded of you, you know, you could go to, you could go on to the next life. And so I think we got to think about that when it comes to our possessions, you know, looking around my room right now, I literally get to take none of this to heaven with me. None of it. Everything on this earth is temporary. God's not telling me to, you know, go live as a vagabond on the streets without any possessions. But also I think what, what God is asking of us here is to behave in such a way that, yeah, possessions are fine, but I am fine being detached to them. Detachment is a really important practice that we need to be putting into our lives more. I am fine if tomorrow all of this stuff was gone. I like my stuff, but I'm not so attached to it that it's going to devastate my life if, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gone tomorrow, if I'm called on to the next life. And uh, I got to be ready to go. I can't be like, oh, I don't want to go yet because I'm going to miss my stuff. Uh, we have to be practicing detachment. So going into this week, that would be my challenge for you. What are those possessions in your life that you are in love with? Start practicing detachment with them, whether it's your phone, 
uh, Netflix, whatever, start weaning yourself off of that thing that you are so attached to so that uh, when it comes time, you're ready, you're detached, and the only thing that you can't possibly live without is God himself. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have an awesome week.